and welcome back to the Vancouver Actors Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Coleman, and today we're going to talk about the business of show business or how to run your acting career like a, a career as opposed to an expensive hobby. Uh, there's an old saying that goes something along the lines of, if you don't build your dreams, somebody will pay you to build theirs. So I guess you have to ask yourself, uh, what is it exactly that you're looking for in this industry? It's one of the more common things that I've experienced over my 25, 30 years working as a professional actor, uh, and it was most certainly more prevalent when I first got started, um, was the belief that you just needed to learn how to do the craft of acting and that your agent would take care of the business. Now, your agent is uh, one of the most valued, important relationships you have in your career, but I think it's really important for actors to understand that when you learn how to be a professional actor, you're, you're not, um, it's not like other industries where you're looking to get so many skills or to build your resume so you can drop it off and get hired to do a job. I mean, it's uh, such a transient profession that we move from job to job to job you have to understand that you're actually starting a small business. So as the person who's starting a small business, you're the president, the CEO, you're the CFO in charge of finances, you're in charge of operations, marketing, uh, you know, you have an agent and they should be a, a trusted advisor and a career partner, somebody that you can go to for some advice and for guidance. But Effectively, an agent is there to help get you auditions or, or job opportunities and then to negotiate your contract, uh, which is a huge part of your business, but we can't underestimate all the other elements of your business in terms of uh, research and development and improving your abilities, uh, your marketing materials from your headshots to your uh, demo reels or your show reels, your voiceover demos. What tools are you adding to the belt here? So I think it's really important that you understand that you're not you're not just an actor with a resume waking up every morning hoping that your your email box is full because chances are even if it is for any period of time it won't be with any level of consistency so you have to operate your business no different than any other uh, business owner and and you need to have business plans you need to have objectives goals you need to be regularly assessing them and measuring them um, you know I know a lot of actors that and I was guilty of this myself early on in my career where they were looking for resume builders. So it was important to have this acting coach on your resume or this thing so it looked cool. But it's never been about that. The actor's job is to learn how to serve the story. So that's your role from a creative standpoint. Um, but as the president and CEO of your company, you're in charge with the overall um, the goal setting and assessment of your career and your profession and your business. And, and it's more than just being able to behave truthfully under imaginary circumstances. You have to be able to assess what is your brand, uh, what are your hits, uh, what are your abilities, what are your opportunities, what are you being seen for now, how do you want to be seen, and what tangible steps are you doing to make sure you're moving in that direction. So I think it's really important that actors uh, understand that part of their job so uh, so that they can create consistent work that is always moving in a forward direction. If you wake up one morning and you wonder, why am I not getting any auditions? Why does nobody like me? How come I'm not booking the roles I want? 
chances are the president and CEO of your company isn't doing their job. And unfortunately, that's you. You're the president and CEO of your company. So if your company isn't moving forward with tangible, measurable success, odds are it's not because your agent is lazy or your agent isn't caring about you or they've shelved you or anything like this. Chances are you haven't done what you need to do to run your business. So one of the things I would advise is that, uh, you know, a lot of people that have had success in this life have simply looked at other people that have had the success they want and mirrored those habits or made those habits a part of their own lives. So uh, my, my objective with today's podcast is to hopefully help everybody understand the importance of running your business like a business. So you're going to need to invest certain money in things for your business as all businesses do. So, uh, you know, that's everything from development like training, uh, classes, things like that, to headshots, demo reels, uh, getting things up properly on casting work, book, actors access, all the other various ways that our agent helps get us out there. So there's things that you got to do, but I would say look, look for uh, partners, agents, things like that, that have the success or represent the level of success that you're after and make that a part of your system and your business as well. So uh, everything from your headshots to your demo reel, like do they all align? You know, when I look at your demo reel, do I see the roles and then do your headshots look like the kind of roles you're playing in your demo reel? And does your your resume reflect that? Are you training in a system that has a history of success? Like if you're going to an audition class, does your audition coach book auditions? That's probably a really important uh, test to see if the system works. Um, what kind of success have other students had in, in, in those classes or those trainings? In your headshots, what is it specifically that you like about a headshot? So it's, it's, it's common for a lot of newer actors to not have the questions, let alone the answers, and we trust things like our photographers and our, our demo reel people to help put our creative elements together. But as the president and CEO of your company, you have to understand that it's, it's actually your job to understand what the creative vision, short-term and long-term, is for you, the business of you, the actorpreneur. So um, when you're building, uh, you know, there's lots of information out there. You can contact headshot photographers. Uh, it's, you know, 2021, you can Google headshot photographers. You can Google what makes a good headshot. You can go to an acting class or a program where they specif specifically talk about those sorts of things. And, and, and I think it's, you know, um, your responsibility. It's just a, it's not a, a, a nice to have, it's a need to have. If you're gonna run your company like a company, if you're gonna have the expectations of generating more revenue than you spend in expenses, you have to start running your business like a business. And you need to be informed. You need to understand, well, what does make a good shot, headshot a good headshot? What are some of the tips and, and secrets of the trade that lots of people use or incorporate to get great headshots? I bet you you find that if you do a little research, you'll find the same exact same things happen with everybody who gets a great headshot. Everybody does the same thing. You'll find the same thing in terms of editing a great demo reel. Everybody who learns how to be really strong in the audition room. You're gonna find the common denominator of successful habits in the, the, the same people that have the same success you want. And my advice to you is to, to, to take that step and move forward. Um, you know, 
I get it. It's sometimes expensive or it feels overwhelming to 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 get the training you need or the materials you need and and, and it can be a little daunting or intimidating, but you have to ask yourself, you know, if it's going to have any value, it probably has to cost something. And if it doesn't cost something, it probably doesn't have the value you need it to have. And if you don't set your value, somebody else is going to set it for you and they're probably going to set it too low. So my advice to you is, you know, be smart about it. You know, if you're going to, you know, a lot of um, core foundation programs, like we run here, one here at Story Institute called the Professional Actor. It's a program that costs about nine or $10,000. It seems like a lot of money, but a lot of actors can make that much money in two to three bookings. You know, if you wanted to open up like a small freshie restaurant, it would cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars and you gotta sell a lot of eight or nine dollar chicken rice bowls to make that back. So if you think of it in terms of not just education, but it's the investment in your small business, what do you need to do to get the core foundations that create better than average odds of not just booking once in a while, but consistently and consistently getting better? Um, so these are some of the things that I think are really important to think about when we're building our business. What are you doing every day to manage your finances, to manage your research and development, your operations, all the different things that it takes to run any kind of business. It's the same for actors and you need to think about what that is. I would also advise that um, as you're building your business, it's, it's not necessarily about how do I just become an actor and make that my only revenue stream. One of the things that's common in actors that are just starting out all the way to actors that are making multi-million dollar pictures and, and taking a large portion of it is that a lot of actors have multiple revenue streams. The key is, is that they find ways to replace the revenue streams that they don't like with revenue streams that they do like. So in the beginning, a, a stereotypical idea might be that you are a server and a restaurant restaurant and you're also an actor and you can't wait to stop serving tables and all this sort of stuff or bartending. Uh, well, yeah, you got two revenue streams. You're making money as an actor and you're making money working in a restaurant. And that may or may not be your desired goal. But as opposed to thinking about how do I get rid of one of my revenue streams, I think a smarter approach is how do I replace one of my revenue streams? So, you know, I work, uh, I'll give you an example for myself even. So I work in film and television. I've been doing it for about 25, 30 years. In addition to owning an acting school and working on camera for film and television as an actor, I've also done motion capture. I've done voiceover work for animation, video games, radio, uh, various other platforms. Uh, I work as a screenwriter. I have an opportunity now where I've got distributed work in animation, film, and television. So I get to create some of my own opportunities. I've been fortunate to work really smart and really hard on my craft and have had the opportunity to also uh, work in uh, the world of professional convention appearances and that can be a re revenue stream. I've dedicated my life to not only doing this but also educating others so in addition to creating post-secondary curriculum for multiple institutions I now write books and have had published books that have allowed me another form of revenue stream. So as you can see like I've got lots of different things I do. It was never about how do I get it down to one revenue stream. It was how do I get it down to just revenue streams I like. How do I, how do I spend my days creating stories or helping other people create stories so every day I wake up I'm doing something I love. And 
and I, and I think that's a really really important uh, differentiating factor from from other philosophies is that I don't think you you know even if you want to just be an actor great well be an actor who works on camera and also works in voice and maybe also works on stage right there you've got three different revenue streams or learn how to be a writer learn how to be an editor uh, there's lots of other different things I know a lot of actors become headshot photographers as well because it allows them to stay in the same creative field working with the same creative people so there's lots of different ways you can do it but that's just one of the things that you can do in terms of creating a smart business plan for yourself I'd also say don't be afraid to create your own luck there's a lot of opportunities opportunities out there, especially now in this wild, wild west of distribution and platforms where uh, the rules are changing all the time. You know, I'm doing this podcast in the middle of a global pandemic where we have major markets that are shut down, which means we're not generating any content. And the weird thing, ironically, is the one thing people want to do in a global pandemic is uh, sit at home and watch Netflix or Amazon Prime or all these other YouTube or subscription channels. So there's a, a, a huge need uh, for content and we have the we have the resources we have the equipment uh, we have the talent we have the ability to light even in here I've got the lighting the cameras the microphones everything I could possibly need to create a professional um, finished product the, the question is can I create something that other people want to watch so you know there's a lot of philosophies on how to create content and what you should create there's a lot of different 48-hour film festivals and all these other great ways to get your feet wet but I would say to you if this is going to be a revenue stream for you what are you going to provide the market that will allow you a better than average chance to get it distributed and on air and generating some form of revenue as an additional revenue stream for you. I, I know there's always, uh, I have it myself where you think about, everybody should love this. This is a great idea that everybody should love. But will they? But will they? That's the key. Because if they're not gonna love it, then maybe you need to re-strategize and rethink about it. Or do you have a thematic premise um, that has a universal theme. I'll give you an example. I released a, a film earlier this year, or I guess last year, uh, on uh, Amazon and Apple. Uh, it was a, a movie called 3017, and it was a movie about a bunch of 37-year-olds who go to their 20-year high school reunion, have such a great time that the billionaire uh, supercomputer genius gives everybody uh, one year salary if they all go back to high school for one more month and he gets one more crack at trying to be cool. So on one hand, this feels like it's a, a movie that's dedicated to people in, you know, like the 35 to 45 year range, uh, probably a suburban market, blah, 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 all these things. But actually the universal theme, the universal theme of the film was if I knew then what I know now, would I have killed it? And that's a universal theme that can apply to all ages. You know, I, I have two daughters, uh, they're ages five and nine. Uh, I've had them come home from kindergarten saying, oh man, I wish I could go back to preschool, I would have killed it. So that, the, if I knew then what I know now is a universal theme that can happen from toddlers all the way to senior citizens and beyond. So I, again, when you're making your own work, my advice to you is don't buy into the idea of 
it's okay to be crappy on purpose. I mean, this is something that happens a lot, I think, in the horror genre. Let's do something in the horror genre because it's okay to be, it's cool to be crappy. But uh, you know what? The, the, the horror films that were cool to be crappy also were really, really had really strong foundations in, in, in their storytelling and, 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 and they did the best with what they had, but at the heart of it, they still had a really great story. And while some of it came across as campy or silly because they didn't have the money or the, or, or the, uh, the resources to make it happen as they desired, at the end of the day, they were still strong storytellers. So this is something that I, I think a lot of us think that we might be strong as storytellers and we think that we might have the right idea, but I encourage you to seek out guidance or mentorship from those of us who perhaps have a, have a different uh, level of experience or training in storytelling or a history of having things distributed. And then again, not unlike what I said earlier, make their habits your habits. You know, I have a really fortunate situation where I have a good relationship with a couple of the different comedy networks, both in Canada and the United States, a couple different producers out of Los Angeles, uh, uh, two of the subscription channels. Uh, there's a lot of different things where I've started maturing different relationships and built a reputation as somebody who had a really strong understanding of not only how to serve the story, but to create thematic premises that had central themes that were universal to multiple demographics and still spoke to me. Like they were still passion projects for me, but they were passion projects that also had a commercial viability. And I think those are the kind of things that you're looking for. And I don't even suggest coming to me. I mean, go to anybody, find somebody that you're gonna resonate with, but find people who are doing the things you want to do and be willing to invest in yourself. Trust yourself, be willing to set a value. And it's gonna cost you something, but don't be afraid to spend it. Just you know, take on smart investment. Don't take on crazy debt. And I get it. You know, a lot of our media talks about like student loans and the dangers of those. But a lot of that is built out of the idea. You know, a lot of the U.S. student loan system, they have something called Sally Mae. And, you know, you hear all these stories of people getting 60, 80, $100,000 in debt. And it takes them a lifetime to get out of it and those sorts of things. But a lot of these programs, I mean, a lot of these businesses that you can start like acting, there's a lot of programs out there where you can get started for like $10,000 and you have everything you need in the entire world you borrow the money at an incredibly low interest rate and you're not making any payments so you're making like $25,000 a year there's lots of ways to do it where you can create an expectation of success and I would go to any of these opportunities any of these teachers or institutions and I would say look I want to I want to change my game I want to run my business like a business but I want I want transparency so can you show me people that have spent money and made it back it's a fair question so ask that and, and, and you know, keep your bullshit meter on. Like listen to what they're saying, do your research, figure it out. And chances are, if you really do your work and don't just go to the first place that you like or the first person that treats you well, go compare, get three or four different options or ideas, but figure out how to start running your business like a business. It's the same thing when it goes back to some of the stuff we talked about earlier with your agents. Make sure you guys are on the same page. Make sure when you call your agent, and they see your phone, phone number come up on the screen, make sure you're, you're, you're the kind of phone number or the kind of person that they're excited to talk to because you're not calling them, you're not one of the actors like, hey, just want to know why it's slow. Hey, I want to know why everybody who looks like me is auditioning and I'm not. Because every time you say stuff like that, if I was an agent, all I'd hear is, hey, how come you're really bad at being an agent? 
Hey, how come you're so lazy? Hey, what are you doing? Uh, it sounds like you're doing nothing. I'm sitting here at home watching my inbox and uh, I'm not getting any auditions. But yeah, that's the problem. You're sitting at home watching your inbox. So be the actor who calls their agent and says, hey, just so you know, I've added this tool to my tool belt. Hey, I've taken this course. Hey, I've upgraded my showreel. Hey, I've added this skill set. Hey, I've decided to learn this instrument. Hey, I'm performing live here. Hey, I've got these opportunities. Again, the, the actor who calls their agent with different opportunities, chances are you're probably gonna be better better received than the actor who's always wondering why it's not fair and everybody else gets turns and you never get a turn. Don't be that actor. So find a way to start running your business like a business. Understand that you don't work for your agent or you don't work for all these other people. You have some really cool peers in this industry and you gotta figure out who they are, why they are, what they are, and uh, how they relate to your career and what you're doing. Um, yeah, my advice is just stop waiting for the world to give you your break. This isn't the lottery. While luck definitely has an element uh, uh, to what we do, you know, for generations people have been telling you, you can create your own luck. Uh, if you go through any of the motivational speakers, any of the great memes we all retweet and repost on Facebook or whatever, you'll see that there's a common denominator in all these people that have had levels of success that we seek. So, so stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Stop trying to be super smart and creative. Take the things that are working and make them your habits. You will find that if you do that, you will have success, I promise you. Uh, that's all I'm gonna tell you for today. So if you have any questions about what we've talked about today or any of the other podcasts, I'm gonna invite you to send an email to our producer, Lydia Rimmer. That's L-Y, why not? L-Y-D-I-A-R-I-M-M-E-R at storyinstitute.ca. We'd be more than happy to answer them on air or privately, however you'd like us to do that. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope you're getting something from these. We're really enjoying doing them. And uh, you know what? Our sincerest hope here is that you end up going out and booking work. The more work that we book locally and the stronger and more diversified our talent pool becomes, the greater our reputation becomes uh, globally and the more work there is for everybody. So this can be a win-win situation. Somebody doesn't need to lose for you to win. If we all work together and we all commit to getting better at this every day and we all commit to running our business and our craft with the same level of passion, this can be one of the many revenue streams you have in the creative arts. So thank you for watching. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and I look forward to seeing you next week.